All right, welcome to the second episode of My 99 Cousins. This is Devin Anderson, and with me today is my wife, Sarah. Sarah, can you uh, say hello? Hello, everyone. And my brother, Tyler. Well, hello. And his wife, Annie. Hi. <laughs> this is this is pretty weird. We're just up in our in our toy room on a little card table. Just playing around. <laughs> with with uh, four microphones, just praying that this works. Um I was hoping we were going to play Legos, actually. We, we could do that. We do have some Legos in here. All of our kids are uh, in the basement, and he's over here taking a bunch of pictures <laughs> in the basement watching Inside Out. So for this second episode, I wanted to interview Tyler and Annie, and then just Annie could tell us a little bit about how they met. Uh, Tyler could tell some stories about us as kids and any memories of cousins and then uh, they can, at the end, tell uh, a story about how they're helping me and Sarah in our lives. So, uh, Tyler and Annie, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Babe, take it away. <laughs> well, we've been married 14 years this August. Too long, no. So that's always <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> Over a dozen years. Yeah. But our story started, like, like around when Devin and Sarah's did, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our first dance first was dance their wedding. Was wedding. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's right. Did you I'm not like, remember that time? No, of course you do. <laughs> I was like, sorry, Devin. Yeah, I'm like, was, can you? Yeah, he was at our wedding, you know, right after the temple, uh, after the ceiling. You know, we're taking pictures, and then Tyler's like, all right, well, I got to go. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, I got this dance. I got to go. I'm like, Pfft. Who could be more well, important I, than I, us? I made it to the beginning of the reception. I remember. I made it to the church building, and then I was like, peace. Yeah, I may have asked him to leave early. <laughs> Turns out, uh, you know, it was fine. You know, uh, it was probably for the best now that they're together. I so. knew it was a big deal. Okay. So. <laughs> but we met in junior high, so it's been a while. It was 7th uh, and 8th grade. I was in 8th grade. I was in 7th. I was a 7th. We met in the play. And I was Winthrop in the Music Man. Music Man. Yeah. So I, I was a chorus girl. I had an irresistible <laughs> lisp that I had to use during the play. Was it a real lisp? Or? It was Amaryllith. <laughs> I had to. I was. It was my character. It was Winthrop, Winthrop had a lisp. <laughs> and uh, I did a backflip, and the rest is history. So. I was swooning. <laughs> <laughs> backflip caught Annie's no, attention. No, we really we did like each other. We kind of had a thing going for a bit. And then once the summer hit, Tyler's like, my options need to be open. <laughs> I like wrote her an email. What? I wrote her an email. It was like, listen, the prophet says we shouldn't date. And she like didn't even get the email. No I way. I think really? he sent it either to the wrong email or my dad like weeded it out. <laughs> and so she just found out. On MSN. On MSN that I was online, but she couldn't see me because I blocked her. No way. <laughs> Wow! That's... So she just found out that I was talking to other people. Yeah. She's like, he's he's online right now. Yeah, good so old I, MSN. That's how I found out that we were over. <laughs> I was blocked. How traumatic! <laughs> just got blocked. So she like hated me for a while. We didn't talk for like three years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I held a grudge, but then I <laughs> I came around sophomore year, my sophomore year, once I came into high school. And I was like, hey, remember me? Well, you can't have this. Sorry. (laughs) It was a spite reunion? You did it? No, it was like. Well, I didn't talk to him. I really just wouldn't uh, talk to him. Just when we would see each other, it was like this thing where you're like, I don't see you. Hmm." 
<laughs> I'm looking the other way now. <laughs> and because it was just this like super awkward like junior high like fling that like uh, you know petered out in this pathetic fashion, so I was embarrassed. So so it took my best friend convincing him like, look, get over it. I know she's being kind of snooty, but talk to her. Well, and so it was just kind of like, you guys are so similar, you have to talk again. And I was like, fine. Fine. <laughs> so I was on my mission, I think, during some of that, uh, during the first part, the junior high phase, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I started my mission from 2003 to 2005. So that was probably right in yeah. the junior high phase. And then when I got home and then, um, so was it your like first dance date was on our wedding or was that a different? So yeah, we started talking again. I think, did you ask me before or after we started hanging out? Oh no, we started hanging out and that convinced me to give you another chance. (laughs) She wasn't going to ask me until we hung out. So then after we hung out, oh, and we had our first kiss. (laughs) Then I was like, okay, let's, let me ask him to spring fling. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Spring fling. It was was a bunch of uh, balloons and candy or something. Nice. So then you guys dated for a couple of years and then Tyler went on his mission. Up until his mission. And then uh, Annie, no dear John on the mission or? No dear John. <laughs> no dear John. I did tell her to date because yeah. I said, if I was going on a mission and you stayed, I'd be dating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. So good so. for you, yeah, Tyler. That's really sweet. That's not yeah. what dad would have done. No. Dad, dad was adamant that mom wait for him. Well, and, it's, uh, it's funny because mom was a little bit cautious with us, you know, and I was uh, like, well, mom, you guys dated in high school, so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mom and dad set a bad precedent yes, for they me. Did. Like, I had terrible expectations. The first girls I dated and fell in love with, I was like, oh, I'm going to marry these girls, you know? And no, none of that nope. happened at all. Well, it did happen for us. Uh... But mom, mom was doing her best to make yeah. sure, like, we She's were like, just... Date around and, yeah. you know... Like, you, I was secret for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? yeah. Oh. Incognito girlfriend. Yes. But then once he left, then your mom really opened up to me. But she was really supportive of me dating. Like, she told me, you need to date around. So. But she wrote me every week. Yeah. Oh. And she sent me, like, super awesome packages. Well, he was like... in California, so I could. <laughs> yeah. I a few states over. Yeah, she always and sent me, And I was me, like... there for every phone call. Yeah. And remind me, this, just a very quick, short version of this story. Some other guy fell in love with you and was obsessed with you or something? I am. Who was this guy again? I love hearing the story, but I want it to be a short version, so don't go all the way. What's a short version? I don't even want to give any version. There was a guy guy who wanted me to choose. He's like, make a choice. And I was like, okay, well, it's not you. But that's what happens if you push again. For I now. think I remember seeing him like at Tyler's farewell and stuff because he thought. No, that was no another guy. Oh, it was a different guy. Yeah. Well, that's what the guy I was thinking about. No, that's the guy. That's. We don't even talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that had nothing to do with Annie. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or maybe you're thinking of a companion, Burns. Maybe I'm thinking of Oh, Burns. there was a companion of his that came home and like hit on me and asked me out. Oh, I'm thinking of three different people. There's several different An amalgamation. Man. Yeah, but no, I knew I needed to be single when Tyler got home. So when I got pushed to like not be single, uh-huh. I was just like, that's not going to happen. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. 
It was still hard. And I did tell his I did tell your mom, like, I'm in a tough spot right now. And she would call me, like, every day. She's like, did you tell Tyler? Are you writing Tyler off? And finally I was like, no, I'm not writing him off. We're good. <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I had some former companions, like, found out that she was dating. Uh, oh, and, and they got upset with her? Well, they were just kind of like, so does he know how serious this is? And she was like, no. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, well, I might tell him. And then she broke it off. They said, oh. it wasn't long. Okay, it wasn't long after that that the guy kind of pushed me to make know, a choice. But then they told me, if you won't tell him, I'll tell right. him. So, it, you know, it got yeah. to a point where it was like, you got to either crap or get off the plot. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would feel the same way, I think. If I was, uh, well, if I was well then my home teacher was on your mission. And we made the connection. He texted me. Elder Anderson says hi. And I yeah. just so happened to be with my serious oh. boyfriend. So I, I took it as a sign. I was like, this is not meant to be. Watching over you. Yeah. I like that. Um, so how did you propose, Tyler? How did you propose to Annie? So I took her to the temple to do um, baptisms. Uh-huh. The Salt Lake Temple. Salt Lake. Uh-huh. And this and was a month after he got home. No, and I and I basically had my buddy Jeff um, come with roses and a camera. Oh, cool. And I had him also bring a can hmm. that was from our junior high days. A can? It was a time capsule. Time it was capsule? A, in a can. A so big I knew about this because Annie told me about it. Uh. That during our junior high days, uh. she was at a young women's activity where they created capsules and that talked about like you know like i want to get married in the temple it's like who what what who do you think your future husband's name or what the future husband's name is going to be what about and your I was kids like, i already know so she'd put my name no way so and confident. she like or no it was like what are your kids names going to be and yeah. she put like tyler jr so i have a memory of you uh let's talk about when you and aaron Sorensen would put your long t-shirts over your knees and then you'd run around on your hands and knee or hands and feet in like our basement or in the backyard and freak people out. Well, this was an ancient passed down tradition of learning by getting warm with putting the shirt over your knees as all kids did. We would use dad's old shirts, his old tennis shirts. I remember they had big old tennis on them and they were super stretchy, blue. And we would wear them as PJ shirts, and we would sit on the heaters to get warm. And then I learned you could hop around like that. That was a good time. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Listen. I just remember it gave me nightmares, okay? Like Look, oh, seeing you and Aaron on. I remember... chase after us and make weird noises. I know it freaked Aaron, I mean, uh, Jeremiah out, that's for sure. Well, I remember that me and another friend discovered an evolution of this. Really? We would like use Pokemon or uh, we evolved. <laughs> we used life jackets and flipped them upside down and put oh our legs God. in between where the arms would come out <laughs> and then zipped it up. And so now you were like strapped you mean, like, in. Put your feet through. Yeah. But you would be in a ball and the life jackets were adult life jackets that were big enough to where you could like be this little strapped in creature and we'd <laughs> jump on the tramp. It was super fun. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I had some other memories. We played a game called church ball in our backyard where basically it was a game of dodgeball mixed with baseball where you had kids on the trampoline and kids off the trampoline. You'd try and hit the kids on the trampoline with a dodgeball of some kind, 
we we used various different objects, pillows, uh, bouncy balls, volleyballs, etc. And uh, once you were hit, you had to run off the trampoline and get to a base, you know, the safe spot. And uh, we fought so much over this game with the neighborhood kids that I went and I printed out rules for this game. It was like the 25 commandments of church ball. <laughs> and it was stapled to the fence with like a laminate covering. It was mostly for Jeremiah's sake because <laughs> he would constantly try and wiggle There's his not way, a rule. There's not a rule. <laughs> wiggle his way out of anything. And me, the ever ever the peacemaker of the neighborhood, trying to make everything work out, I was like, okay, what can I do? Let's make actual rules and print them out. And uh, I have no idea where those rules are. Well, this day, but. so this next part's great, because our beloved peacemaker, when he would lose the game to me, yeah. would, throw, would throw a rollerblade at my back. <laughs> it did bounce off the ground, but you wanted it to hit me. So, I, I wouldn't say I wanted it. I wanted listen. to scare you, for sure. That's why I threw it at the ground, but who, how was I to know that rollerblades bounce? <laughs> in, in unusual ways. Yeah. I, learned a, I learned a lesson of physics that day. <laughs> I can hear the sound effect. <laughs> and I remember I, I ran inside crying to mom, and she just goes, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and I'm like, punish him. Poor memory for Tyler. <laughs> And then another time on the trampoline, I was like, hey, Tyler, I'm going to do a, a guile flash kick, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I jumped at a backflip. Well, he wanted me to bounce him. Yeah. I was like, Tyler, bounce me really high. And a, a guile, so guile was a character from Street Fighter. And he would do this move where he would do a backflip and kick the people in the face. And I was like, Tyler, uh, bounce me. And uh, yeah. I, and I, he kicked me in the face. He <laughs> kicked him right in the face. <laughs> that also was an accident. It was an accident. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe. It was all these all these accidents seem to keep happening frequently. Most of our core memories are of me hurting Tyler. <laughs> like another time we played uh, Smash Brothers when we were in Murray, and Tyler was freakishly good at that game. This was on the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, I think it was before the GameCube version, so I'm I'm pretty sure it was N sixty four. Yep. And so Tyler was really good with Kirby, and I was always Pikachu, and he got really good at countering my moves, and he was able to kill me over and over. I got so good at Kirby that my we my like, no. my my coup d'état move was was named the Kirby move, yeah. and it was banned. <laughs> and not only was the Kirby move banned on Kirby, it was banned on any character <laughs> that could do it similar to Kirby. It was basically just spiking your character off off the edge. Straight down to, you, to you, you instant would, kill. You would down AM straight down into the to the abyss. And any character that could do that, if you did that move, you got punched. So, anyways, Peacemaker's bound here, though. <laughs> I was a Peacemaker with everyone except for you, Tyler. Yeah. And you and Jason. Except for younger brothers. Yeah. Um, so, I remember one time Tyler beat me and I was so mad. I was like... Fuming, and Tyler knew that this was a bad situation, so he escaped as quickly as possible. Well, he goes, he goes, play me again. I'm like, uh, no, play me again. I'm like, ah. So he ran away. And Tyler, at that age, he was quite small, and so in my mind, I still have this picture of Tyler as just this like little nine, ten year old kid who 
I mean, you're much taller and bigger now. But no, as I like, was tiny. As a nine or ten year old, you were like surprisingly small, even for your age. Well, even into high school, my nickname in lacrosse was Little Fun. <laughs> Little Fun. So, you know, you were you were squirrely though. You were quick. You were fast. Well, my other nickname in football was the Missile. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It came, with, a, it came with advantages. Was that a name that you gave yourself? No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> that missile eventually I... blew up halfway through the season, and I cried, and I stopped playing football. But I was the missile, Devin. <laughs> well, anyway, so Tyler, uh, he leaves, and he's outside, and this is in the summer of 1999. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get back at him. What am I going to do? And I had these airsoft guns that I had got from Japan. And I, I was like, I'm going to shoot him with one of my airsoft guns. <laughs> so I, I go outside, and I hide in the bushes, and I'm like, okay. I'm waiting. Okay, there he is. And I shoot him, and I'm like, yes, it hits him. Where did it hit you? Do you remember? Square in the neck. Right in the <laughs> neck. And then, Tyler, what did you do? I started crying. Yeah. And uh, you walk out onto the field, and you go, direct hit. That's right. And right I was, where I was so aiming. pissed. <laughs> And, you know, I ran and cried to to our nanny, Sarah. Yeah. If it was mom, she would have probably said, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> and Sarah was like, what are you, what the heck, Devin? And you were just like, what? Yeah. So I was a great older brother. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. But are there any other memories you have of me hurting you? No. So. Uh, yeah. No? <laughs> Let's see. There's a couple more. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I forced you to put a plunger to your face in a game of. That was another uh, one, yeah. Truth or dare. That was probably a bad example. Well. <laughs> no, I mean, there are tons of memories of us doing flips together, though. Yeah. We, we I followed after your anime ninja phases. That's and right. I And I learned all of the tricks, and which has been pretty awesome throughout my life. I've always been able to do fun tricks and stuff. You, and... you could do a backflip off the wall, and you loved showing that off. And I remember you saying, Listen. I learned it from my older brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that summer, uh, 99, we didn't have, when we first moved to Murray, we didn't really have any friends. Mm-mm. So we just kind of hung out together as a family for the first couple of months until we finally made friends. But um, during that time, Tyler and I, we'd dress up as Dragon Ball Z characters. <laughs> and then we'd go outside and we'd work out and then and we'd practice back handsprings. And then the Hansons, our next door neighbors, they grew uh, corn in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And so I remember we would run and we'd jump and do a front flip over the corn <laughs> until Alma would come out and yell at us, don't jump over my corn! You know, he was he was obsessed with his corn. He really did not want us to injure his it corn. It was some good corn. It was good. He let us have some eventually. And we sometimes did not jump over the corn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Hansons, they also had one of my favorite memories when we first moved in. Um, they they had this bounce house that they rented for uh, um, Spencer Hansen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like his junior prom, I think. Mm-hmm. And Tyler and I were in our house, and we just b- recently moved to Murray. And we look outside. And we we see told this... Spencer this yeah, story. We, yeah. <laughs> so we look out, and we see this bounce house. And we're like, oh, that would be so cool. So Tyler's like, Devin, go ask if we can if we can uh, bounce in it. So I go in their backyard and I knock on their back door and Karen comes. And I'm like, can we can we jump in your bounce house? She's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So Tyler and I, were, you know, we're having a blast in this bounce house. We're doing backflips and trying all these different moves and stuff. And then, <laughs> and then we look and we see through the window. We, we see, see someone standing there, like staring at us. Yeah. 
we're like because oh, we man. didn't know the Hansons yet. No. It was like our first day moving in, yeah. and we just like start jumping all over their crap. <laughs> and so we look over and we see Spencer, but we didn't know who Spencer was. But he's just standing there like in his pajamas, looking all dejected. And so we're like, oh, maybe you know he's a special needs boy or something. <laughs> and so then Karen comes <laughs> out. Then Karen comes out and she's like, oh, boys, I'm so sorry, my. My son really wants to jump in the bounce house. Could uh, could you guys go home and, and let him jump? And we're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Well, looking so, back on it, like, you only have the bounce house until a certain time. Yeah, yeah, so. And these random kids that just move in yeah. come in and just take over the last, like, 40 minutes of yeah. your time at the bounce house. I would have kicked us out, too. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's totally understandable. But then Tyler and I were like, who is this kid? So we're, like, looking through the window. And then Spencer, he's in his PJs, and he has this giant Donkey Kong <laughs> stuffed, stuffed animal. animal. And we're like, oh, yeah, he's special needs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, jumping around the bounce house by himself. This is our, our first time meeting them. And so we just had no idea. <laughs> no, and then later, like, I met, I actually met Spencer, and now I have huge respect for him. Um, really... He was one of my heroes uh, as a teenager. I really look up to him a lot, even now. But it's just funny that that was my first interaction and memory of Spencer is, oh, he must be special needs. Well, no, we weren't being mean. We no. were just like, oh, we, we were just trying to observe what's yeah. going on. And once again, the gall we had, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tyler, next, let's talk a little bit about what memories do you have um, so we've talked about some of my memories that I have of you. Mm-hmm. What are some memories you have of our family, of cousins, of our parents or other siblings? Yeah, let's see. So maybe with cousins, um, I'll share the, the story that was pretty fun. So during the, when we were building the park. Yeah, we, this must have been, what, 2001, something like that? Yeah, whatever whatever years we were building the yeah, park, uh-huh. um, yeah, we were just always trying to escape. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, this sucks. <laughs> I think I was like nine or ten or something, you know. Uh-huh. And me and Dan, child and, labor. Well, me and Dan and Jeff <laughs> kept escaping uh, to go to VJ's house, so we'd we'd go and play Warcraft three. It, it was one of the Warcrafts, and and Dean kept coming and finding Jeff and would rip Jeff to go back out. <laughs> but me and Dan we would just keep playing. <laughs> and so I wonder if all the grandkids if have all stories the of escaping. Have stories of, of family reunions of just trying to leave. <laughs> like, yeah, we're here with our friends. Okay everybody, we're gather around. We're gonna either do a service project or we're gonna learn about our ancestors or we're like Boo to that idea. We're going to go jump on the trampoline. Which, which as, a, as an adult now, you really appreciate the effort that the aunts yeah, like, yeah. and the uncles put into yeah. all of that. It's just as a kid, you're like, you're just always wanting to have fun, right? Sure, yeah. And, no, but yeah, I remember all of the, the songs all the families would sing. And um, we were like the A&W family, so mm. we did like A&W root beer mm-hmm, the year mm-hmm. that we did it. And... Um, what was the Jacob song? Uh, House of Jacob. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. House, House of Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One one year, we all had our songs that we were supposed to do. And yeah. mom looked at me and she's like, okay, you're the creative one in the family. You, What's what's our song? So I'm you like, wrote our song. Well, you? what I did is I, 
I just took all the other songs and I combined them together. So I just stole all the other all the other Anderson songs, and they they all thought it was creative, or maybe they just were like, not really, you know, got to come up with. I don't know. I think everybody just felt bad for us. They're like, uh, what, whatever, it's fine. The trial family. The trial. <laughs> no, we we get that from my mom. My. My mom's sister says she calls our mom the trial sister. Oh, yeah. Both of our... No, your mom nicknamed herself the trial sister. Did she? Oh, did she? No. There's not a sister of your mom who would openly say, you're our trial sister. (laughs) She was calling your mom about a talk she was giving. It's like, oh, so you call your trial sister. (laughs) Oh, is that what she said? Is that what mom said? That's hilarious. Yeah, our mom has been through a lot. She lost her, her first child. Her husband passed away been through a divorce then her other ha- then her next husband passed away it just yeah she's definitely been through a lot of trials yeah so yeah. it's understandable um what other let's see can you think of any other memories of our siblings yeah so let's see when uh we first moved into the house we broke a painting what we were in the basement and we were running around throwing like a stuffed soccer ball at each other like super hard. Is this in Murray? Mm-hmm. In the basement of the Murray home. Okay. When we first moved in. Uh-huh. Our, our families just got put together with Corey yeah, Westbrooks. The, the newly created A&W family. Yeah. And we were running around throwing that. And there was this big, giant painting. One of those huge ones. And it look, looks like a flat screen TV kind mm-hmm. of size. Like 64-inch painting. And... It was like this giant, beautiful landscape fell, broke, glass flew everywhere. Oh. And we were like, oh, no. And then mom came downstairs and saw it. And she was like, ah, that's okay. That's from Ken. That was her ex-husband. Previous marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Before Corey. And so um, that was pretty funny. And... Maybe something else I can think of is... Uh, Share the memory you have of you and Charlotte at Grandma and Grandpa Farnsworth's house with the... Oh my gosh, with the cups. Yeah. Ooh, I could share a story of Mom, too. I can make fun of Mom a okay. little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. The world's got to know some of these stories. <laughs> so uh, the one with Grandma was... Grandma handed... Grandma had two cups. It was just plastic cups. Mm-hmm. This is Grandma Farnsworth. This is Grandma Farnsworth, and uh-huh. she's struggling, struggling to get these cups. She's grunting for like five seconds and then goes, oh, can you please, you know, I almost gave Grandma an accent. <laughs> <laughs> is she British all of a sudden? Why is Grandma British? Was she the queen? You thought she was the queen in your mind. I was going to be like, please, sir. <laughs> It was like, please you, remove uh, these cups. Can you please remove them? Oh, no. When I think of an old lady, I think of British lady for some reason. <laughs> old proper. She's yeah, old she's proper. like, can you, can you, like, can you, can you take these apart? Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. And I, like, remove them with the, with literally no effort at all. And me and Charlotte just start busting up laughing. <laughs> it's kind of a had to be there moment. But, uh, no, but the other story, though, um, with mom. So, mom had to 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 go through a medication that kind of made her struggle with some sleep. So oh, yeah. Uh-huh. While she was going through this phase of like transitioning to this new medication, 
she was like basically sleepwalking while we were about to go to bed. Mm. So we were all we were all sitting at the table together, and we were eat, eating Oreos. So we all had Oreos, and we were dunking them in milk. And mom had already finished hers off. She'd like had her four or whatever, and there weren't any left. They're the only ones that were left for me and Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. And so, looking at mom's eyes, she they were like basically closed, yeah. and she like couldn't even. She wasn't looking at us. Uh-huh. And me and Charlotte look at each other like, no, she's not. <laughs> and because she's look, because we saw her looking around the table, and then we see her eyes just lock onto our Oreos. We look at her like she's gonna do it. And she just doesn't say anything to us, grabs our Oreos, and just starts pulling them towards her. <laughs> oh my gosh, we started dying laughing because it was just, yeah, we could just tell that she was just not really there. So. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, food was a precious commodity in our household. And whenever anything that any of us liked was purchased, it was almost gone instantaneously as soon as it got home. So one memory that Tyler likes to share is that one time I went shopping, uh, grocery shopping with mom, and I picked out uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch as our cereal. We love Cinnamon Toast Crunch oh in our gosh. family. And it might not have been Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It might have been like the knockoff bag version is what we often would get but this time it was genuine um cinnamon toast crunch but i also wanted to kind of hide it away hoard it away if you will like a dragon and so because we would eat the best box of cereal within an hour after getting home from the grocery store so i thought okay what can i do to to ensure that no one knows that i'm eating cinnamon toast crunch I can't just go down to my room and eat it. I'm not allowed to do that. Uh, I know. I'll buy golden grams. <laughs> and then when I'm eating the cereal, I'll have the golden grams out. And maybe people will think it's golden grams. How did that, how did that so turn Devin out? Devin had this genius plot that was <laughs> thwarted within milliseconds. <laughs> I walk up. I look down. And within seconds, I'm like, those aren't golden grams. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. He's like, dang it. I'm like, where's the cinnamon toast crunch, Devin? So, so his plan, his, his perfect plan was foiled very quickly. So fast. Not even close. Tyler walks in. I'm like, okay, keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. I'm like, eating it. He's not going to know. Hold the line. And then, that's not cinnamon. That's not golden grams. That's cinnamon toast crunch. Dang it. Oh, uh, yeah. Good times. And our grandma, Farnsworth, she was the cereal queen. Oh, she was. We would literally each get a box of cereal every time we went. Yeah. And she sometimes... She had like 50 boxes of cereal. She, yeah. In her basement, there were just... It was like going to a library. The Library of Congress, but full of just boxes of cereal instead. Yeah. And I don't, know, I don't know if those boxes of cereal were uh, always good. Not expired. Yeah. They <laughs> might have been down there uh, for over a decade. <laughs> Oh, you had to be careful. You had to look closely at that expiration date. Well, speaking of sure, you'd go over to Grandma Anderson's and she'd teach you to read. Yeah. Yep. A-E-I-O-U some sugar. <laughs> That's right. A-E-I-O-U some sugar. Dude, everyone who's listening to this on the Anderson's going to be like, yep. Some of my favorite memories of Grandma Anderson are going over and then she'd she'd break up some uh, wheat bread. And then she put it in a bowl and she poured milk on it. And that was her cereal for us. 
And I actually really like yeah. bread and milk. Um, Mom would do that. I guess that's what they did during the Great Depression. Uh, I know that Grandpa, that's what he ate, I guess, almost exclusively for dinner. That and cut up onions or something, green onions. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But Lynette was just telling us about that. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to think of memories of Grandma and Grandpa Anderson because this is mostly who the podcast is for is the Anderson posterity. But like I said, I, you know, I was young when Grandpa passed away, and you were only three. Yeah. When Grandpa I was passed two. away, you were two. I was two. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I do remember watching a movie. Uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world with Grandpa Anderson. Um, and this was when he had cancer and was and was sick. Uh, but I remember him laughing so hard during some of these scenes. And then I watched it as an adult. It's a long movie, uh, but it's really funny. And they they made a kind of a remake of it called Rat Race, that stars um, you know lots of different people. But, Mr. Bean. Yeah, it has Mr. Bean in it. Rowan Atkinson mm-hmm. is in that. But then Memories of Grandma. I remember. Yeah, she taught Alan to read. Alan went to Mexico and and lived with Grandma and Grandpa uh, for like six weeks. And Grandma just spent a lot of time with Alan, teaching him to read. And I was like, so when's my turn? When am I going to go to learn? And they're like, uh, no, you don't. You don't get to go to Mexico. <laughs> oh, I just had to fend for myself. So someday I'll learn to read. But until uh, I get to Mexico. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a memory of Grandma. So it was actually coming up to my mission. And I had been kind of procrastinating paying my tithing. Oh. And so I had saved up a bunch of money, and when I actually finally had to pay my tithing, I was like, crap, like, this is going to take quite a big chunk out of my savings to pay for some of my mission and to buy the things I need for my mission. And so, you know, it's like, well, just, you know, trust in the Lord. and Because mm. in my mind, I'm like, so I'm going to, like, pay tithing and then have to, like, get money somehow to like pay for things for the Lord. I'm like, what? So like, but I was like, you know, putting my faith in it. And so I paid all of it. And then I think within the, a day or two, we went to grandma's house, mm. grandma Anderson's. Yeah. And I had no idea this was going to happen. And grandma was like, oh, you're going on a mission. Oh, for, you know, cause she was older mm-hmm. and was like, I always give, you know, X amount of money to people going on the missions to, to help them out. Oh, wow. Buying stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it was just cool. It was like immediately getting more money to buy the things for my mission, like right after paying my tithing. And I mean, granted, Grandma Anderson gave it to me, but, <laughs> but, but it was just, yeah, it was really, 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 really um, awesome experience for me. And I loved going to grandma's little apartment she had there, mm-hmm. um, Uncle VJ's house, and she had her little chair that you would ride up on yeah. that, that automatic chair and we would sit at her little table and she would give us bread and milk and toast. She always give us homemade bread with jam. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I loved going to grandma's. Hey, let's remember to tell that tithing story to our kids. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's a good one. Um, well, uh, for the last segment of this episode, uh, we kind of wanted to turn the time over to Annie and Tyler again Uh, to tell their story of how they're helping Sarah and I out right now. So take it away, Annie. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, um, 
Okay, so I've always wanted to carry a baby for Devin and Sarah. It's just, it was always in the back of my brain. Okay, well, I want to help tell this a little Okay, bit. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just prefacing that it was like a little bug in my ear, right? Just like, that would be really cool. Because she told me. She told me she basically just said, you know, if Devin and Sarah asked me to, you know, carry a baby for them, I would. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, snap. I don't think you realize what you just did. <laughs> because, of course, I was excited about that idea, but I didn't want to bring it up. Because uh-huh. it's like, that's, it's, like, it's a lot for you guys to ask. And yeah. it would be a lot, even, even for me, even her husband. I'm like, I don't want to put her in this position where it's like, have you thought about this? Yeah. So the fact that she opened the door, yeah. I'm like, babe, well, they're not going to ask. The timing has never been right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I said, they're not going to ask. And I basically said, if... If we offer, they'll probably say yes. Is basically what I said. So I'm like, if you actually feel that way, let's let's start praying about it. Let's start talking about it. Let's research it and let's make sure it's even something that would even make sense to offer. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's just I feel like the timing was right, so I could actually like think more about it. Because I don't think I would have brought it up to you if I hadn't already been thinking about it. Yeah. Because it just started like coming forward into my mm-hmm. brain where it's mm-hmm. always been back here but it was like no you could actually do it now and we'd actually just gone to the temple when was this this, this was, was on black friday black friday yeah last and we year. went we okay. went out to eat at leatherby's and i feel like everyone like dropped their spoons when i well, said when she that. said when she said it <laughs> yeah who are you with my parents because uh-huh. we were talking about you guys mm-hmm. they were asking about your adoption journey and nothing really to report and so i was just like you know i would carry a baby for them if they ever asked <laughs> And Tyler's like, no, duh, like they never ask. Like, <laughs> let's be serious. And so I, I basically was like, I just I just realized right then, as soon as she said that, I'm like, it's going to happen. Like, I, I just, I, that's why it was like a big deal to me. I'm like, if you say that, like, this ball is rolling, basically. Mm. Like, like, because I wanted to, I of course I thought about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was, we had never really considered or seriously thought about using a surrogate. A couple of years before that, we actually had someone ask us that they would be willing to be a surrogate for us. Uh, This was a friend from work, and we had gotten pretty close with this family. We were like, that is a really personal thing to to offer. We were like, that is crazy crazy. I mean, I, we, it was weird to us to even think that of that as a possibility, but that was in the midst of us trying, still trying IVF and trying all these things and having failed so many times. Uh, and so having given it a couple more years to really think of, even if that wasn't, you know, we'd never really thought of that as a possibility. When you guys called us up and told us about it, we were like, oh, wow, we Never even thought of of doing this, um, but yeah, I think it it makes a lot of sense. Let's pray about it. So tell us about when when you had uh, finally decided on doing it, and when well, you decided to call us. Well, because we we really wanted to make sure that it was like we were offering something we were actually committed to offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we reached out to our friends Logan and Liz. Mm. Um, Jorgensen, because they had done it with their with Logan's sister. Yes. And so obviously they knew all about the process and how it worked. And so we called them up, asked a ton of questions, and they 
gave us a ton of information and helped us understand what it would act like yeah. the I details called, of what it would be that we would actually be offering. I called our insurance. So once I feel like we had kind of had an answer, like, okay, yeah, we're going to offer it to them. But then like, we just kept putting it off because it was kind of nerve wracking. It's mm. kind of yeah. a big offer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm like really putting myself out there and it just felt like. I don't know. So we kept putting it off. And then I feel like literally Heavenly Father was like, I'm going to orchestrate a moment for you guys to have the perfect time. So we were going to a Christmas cantata in the middle of December, probably. And we had it in our phones at seven. It's been in my calendar for a while. Yeah. We had it at seven. And we're like, okay, it's at seven. And we get there and everyone's leaving. And we're like, this is embarrassing. Let's just keep driving. <laughs> it was a Sunday night. Well, we had my, gotten babysitters. Yeah, well, uh, it's just our oldest daughter was babysitting for. Uh, <laughs> but still, a babysitter. We had like an hour at least to kill, but it was a Sunday night. And it just dawned on me. I'm like, uh, we're going to call Devin and Sarah now. Like, this is our moment. And I looked, I'm like, we're calling Devin and Sarah. And you're just like, oh, yeah. We are. I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we drove around for a bit and we parked in front of a Christmas like display and we prayed one more time yeah. and then called and you didn't answer. Yeah. But we waited. And Yeah. Well, then Tyler called me and we had just gotten home from something. Yeah. And it was dinner at your niece's house. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. Yeah. And that weekend I was pretty much wrapping up paperwork for us to submit like another $15,000 for another agency. So we were like just about to do this other thing for uh, adoption. And then Tyler calls me up. He's like, hey, uh, do you have a minute? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to make it as not like presentation-y as possible. Well, I, I, I told Annie, I said, the way I want to do it is I want to just be like, hey, here's some information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here is an offer. <laughs> That, you know, has some timing constraints built in. You guys are getting older. She's getting older. This is going to be a really good potential opportunity. That's why we want to offer it immediately, as soon as we can, now that we know we want to do it and we feel good about it and we prayed about it. And, but, but no pressure. And just, and you, it's there, and even, you can reject it. It doesn't matter. You weren't even together yet. He was, no, you were, like, I was by in myself. by yourself. Because I, yeah. I was like, I don't know what this is about. I'll go in my office. <laughs> so I was like, oh, uh, wow. So uh, I didn't want to be like, go get Sarah. We want you guys to say yes to bed. on the phone right now. Yes or no? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so what is deal, your answer? Deal or no deal. Uh, oh, man. We'll take the briefcase. We'll and do I it. Think, I th- yeah, Tyler is the one who even said it. It wasn't even me. Like, I'm willing to carry a baby yeah, for I was you. Just, I, was like, I was like the broker. I'm like, so here is some information for you, and uh, you don't have to give any answers, and you can go off on your own and have say take whatever it you want. I'll talk to my people. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of the husbands, you know, talking to the wives first. So, so then Sarah came into the office, and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, uh, let's go ahead and tell Sarah what you just told me, because I'm in my mind. I'm like, I can't handle telling Sarah this. I'm gonna burst into tears just for the fact they offered this. So then, uh, probably then, the last thing you expected, right? Yeah, just like no, that what? Is not what I expected out of the phone call. She was <laughs> like, probably what? like, someone died. Yeah, who, yeah. Who died? This is a more serious conversation serious. than is usual. And then I remember Sarah, you were super shocked. I remember you saying like. 
Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because like I well, said, we had I, never, we had never yeah, really considered crying. this. Well, it's yeah. because I was proactively saying, I was like, guys, don't give us an answer. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. need to give us yeah. an answer right now. Like, just go and think about it. Like, I don't want to put you in a spot where you feel like you have to answer right yeah. now. We just want to make sure that the offer is given because we know you guys are in the middle of the adoption processes and we want to make sure this is at least yeah. out there. We mm. were nervous that you would already like put a bunch yeah. of money. Yeah. So had you not done it that evening, there's a good chance that that's we what I that mean. It, yeah. That time. Well, that was yeah. another thing we were really yeah. nervous about. Like, what if they've already crap? Yeah. <laughs> so, so then that week, Sarah and I, we prayed a lot about it. We, we went, went to the, to temple, the temple and prayed about it, and we were like, "Yeah, this feels really good." We've tried so many times and have failed so much. Uh, we feel like this can work. Um, we felt good about adoption too at the time, but with adoption, there's not as much of a guarantee because we're older and who knows if people would have even picked us. And, and... I feel like adoption's a lot more of a waiting game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this way we at least kind of have uh, a way forward and something to progress towards and a plan set in place. And yeah, this is kind of our last shot. If this doesn't work, then we'll just have to close this chapter and be content that we have our son Tim but we feel so grateful yeah. for you and Tyler mm-hmm. that you're willing to do this yeah. for us and we can't thank you enough mm-hmm. um we're yeah seriously it's yeah. the most incredible <laughs> gift that anyone's ever given to yeah, us yeah that was really special phone call we had with you guys I, know. I was afterwards Tyler and I were like wow we feel so good it just felt good it felt right and and I can't imagine this not working out. But even still, like we tried everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how we felt about it. We're like, there's risks, and it might not work, and you guys might go through some pretty hard heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But I like, so that's what I mean. Like when Annie told me, I was like, like I immediately was like, oh my gosh. Uh, if I support this, this is going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, because yeah, I was just, if I was in your guys' shoes, it just, it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's out of all the potential risks and opportunities, like, yeah, this is a good set of Mm. risks and opportunities. So Mm -hmm. yeah, because we've tried so many things and so many things haven't worked out, we've tried to come into this with a lot of caution and a lot of, uh, downplaying it in our hearts for, for hope, you know? It's like, pe- when people found out about it, we knew there would be uh, a lot of people reaching out with love and excitement and like, congratulations, it's so exciting, we can't wait for you. And we, while we do appreciate that, there's also this level of, it's scary. we have tried so many things and tried so many times and it hasn't worked. So my level of expectation, I'm trying to keep it like really low. Like, I don't think this will work in one part of my brain is saying that, like the part that's trying to preserve my sanity. Self-preservation. Yeah, because if it doesn't work, I just know that it's going to just rip me apart um, like it has so many times in the past. So while we are appreciative of people congratulating us, we also feel like there are those who have gone through this and it hasn't worked where they know that it's really more like a, our condolences. Like good that, luck. Yeah, good <laughs> luck. Uh, we're sorry that you have to go through this. Uh, talk to me again when we have a baby in our arms and then you can say congratulations. <laughs> right. Um, but 
the congratulations is in order that we have someone, we have you and Annie willing to, willing to do this for us. And so we understand that the congratulations is because of that. Uh, and we are, again, really appreciative of that. But also just that it, we know it's going to be hard the next you know, year until hopefully it works. But again, I mean, well, this, I, I have to. Yeah. I have to say this. Okay. Yeah. There may not be a more applicable time for the phrase, don't count your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a more perfect time to use it, okay? Yes. Yeah. But again, thank you both for coming and yeah. being guests on this podcast. And thank you again and again and again uh, for being willing to help us have another child. Of course. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, that's, I mean, I don't want to say that's okay because mm-hmm. that's a terrible, yeah. hurt, hurtful thing, but it will, in the end, it'll be, still be a wonderful thing because of the sacrifice that you're oh, willing to I do think for so. us. But I've had four babies. Okay, let's not forget. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's not jinx this journey. <laughs> well, we love you guys. Yeah. We love you too. Much love. All right. That's the end of our episode. Uh, next week, I'll be interviewing, uh, one of Tyler's good friends, Daniel Andelin. Hey, and so maybe we'll have some good memories of uh, Tyler that he, uh, you know, (laughs) Daniel can remember. Uh, Thanks for joining us and have a a great day. Bye. Bye.